Not funny. I know. No. Right, okay. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know, I'm trying to say hello. Okay. One and a two and a three and a four. And a five. And a six and a seven. Uh, woo! Okay, why did I Because I'm gonna make some coffee. Okay. One, two, three, four. Doesn't <laughs> get any easier. It's like jumping into a sim for a Okay, one, two. Uh, where do we look in it? That's a Into the camera. Where it says live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live is the word to look at. Cool, right, okay. Uh, hello, and uh, welcome to uh, Tamper Tantrum episode the 11th. Uh, it's been quite Eleven. a while. 11th. It's been quite a while, and uh, <laughs> unforeseen circumstances and sound equipment and plugs, it's been quite a while. To uh, be fair, yeah. even with that one, it's been about four months. Five months. It really? was IBC yeah. when we did that one, so that's a long time ago. Has been a long time. So um, has been. So you did there. That's funny. It's called product placement. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we can um, hopefully look forward to a more regular or dread more regular <laughs> episodes of Time for Time. Uh, I, I must admit, I thought we'd kind of finished, but I'm pleased we haven't. It's cool, but it kind of felt like everything was against us doing it, particularly when we did. Episode 10 that never happened, kind of. Yeah. It's like, is this going to work and are we going to carry on? But I think we should and I like it. And even if it's the fun, five yeah. people who've emailed me asking, is it coming back, watch it, then that's good. <laughs> no, in fairness, I think I, like, I've gotten a lot of, kind of people going up and saying that they miss it. And generally mm. what tends to happen with people is that um, they, from the feedback I'm getting, is that people have a long flight and they're just like, oh, time for time, that'll get me, that'll get me to Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> that'll make me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, no, it's good to be back, and I think uh, hopefully we can get things more regularly. I think we can definitely achieve uh, one a month going forward, because um, I will get into that later. Well. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I, th I think one a month is kind of... We we've seen each other lots of times since, but it just hasn't been the right time to do one month. Yeah, yeah, basically. It took this long to get over, you know, you at Ireland and the IBC and all of that and yeah, yeah so we haven't actually spoken a word since then we've seen each other we stopped in each other's houses but we just didn't speak to each other yeah but the um okay will we go over IBC what happened um yeah Briefly, I, think, I, think I think we should I think we should that, that episode and uh, I think was one of the best we did mm. for a long time we were flowing we were I don't know I really enjoyed it I kind of came away thinking this is great I can't wait to edit it and then I put the thing and went oh dear yeah, and we'd be making jokes all through it without having no sound. Yeah. It just wouldn't help. But yeah. anyway, uh, so IBC was, it was good fun. We, it was held at the Twisted Pepper, where 3FE is. Um, and is that product placement? Yeah. Excellent. Um, and yeah, it was cool to have an event outside of a, a trade show. You know, it was just like, it was an odd place to give that, but like it was a lot of fun. And I think the baristas liked a lot more than the sponsors did. And, <laughs> but uh, I think that's, and I know my personal experience of kind of barista competition is always very sterile, very kind of like trade showy, and I don't like trade shows anyway. I would never go like cafe culture, which we'll get to for the WBC. Um, I would never have gone to that trade show were it not for the WBC being there. Mm -hmm. And I actually, when I did go around, I remembered why I don't like trade shows. So I thought it was great for it to be somewhere else. I think it was. <sighs> 
the barista kind of everybody was close everybody was on top of each other and because i was doing the streaming it was kind of everybody kind of sat at my desk and was talking to me and it was just like it was really fun and that was the the, the ultimate part of it yeah. i think that yeah the practice area wasn't great i think that lessons could be learned from that yeah, one yeah. and i think there's loads of things you could do differently if you did it again but then i've been to loads of trade show ones where the practice areas haven't been great and things could have been done differently so i, I loved Seriously. it i thought it was brilliant apart yeah. from you tried to poison me but you didn't like the sick drink, did you? No, no. The poisoning me. Where you, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colin, yeah. Colin decided to give me food poisoning the night before the, the IBC. <laughs> when Uda had it, she... Oh, actually, no. It didn't no, she had there. food poisoning it's too, yeah. Um, I shouldn't do any product placement for that particular ship right now. No, no, I don't think so. But it was... Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, even though I was ill, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I thought the uh, level of competition was quite different to what I've seen in other comics. It's my first IBC and I, I kind of, I thought it was very, there were some very big differences in people's skill levels, which I'd, ne I'd never seen such a quite a big gap because you normally get the regionals to kind of, mm. for that not to come through. Um, and I guess it was more like a regional than a, than a, than a, than a final yeah, heat. I think Ireland could probably do the regional system because in, in a way it, it's very hard for people to come in at the, at the bottom level and to work yeah. way up because it's yeah. very daunting, but it's easier to, to come in and say, oh look, I'm probably going to be terrible, but I just want to get the ball rolling and do it in the regional because it's, it's fine. And, and I thought the top six were amazing. I thought the top six, it was really interesting. It was a real eclectic mix of um, where people were, what they were doing, you know, like in their professions. Yeah. I thought it was like really different. Yeah. Um, I thought the Northern Ireland entries really added something to the competition as well. Yeah. Um, weird accents. Weird accents, yeah. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really can't take the, I really can't take the mick out of accents. We must not. No. no. Um, but no, I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it, I, and I, I kind of I came away exhausted by the week. Yeah, because you were sick. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think also it was. It was quite good. Gordon Davies and John Gordon <sighs> and Dale Harris were all there, and uh, they just jumped in and helped everybody out. And yeah, it was great. It was, um, well, that shows how long ago it was, because that's when I, I taught, the, the first time I spoke to Dale. Like, wow, coming to work for us, so, yeah. yeah. It's been quite a while. But um, Gwillem was awesome. I mean, yeah. he just, like, ran your Gwillem. bar. Hi, Gwillem. I know you watch it. Yeah. Um, Mr. John Gordon. We will talk more about Mr. Gordon, I'm sure, as don't. we move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make coffee. You're going to make coffee? Oh, yeah. no, what am I going to talk about if you make coffee? Tell them about what, uh, tell, tell them about my competition routine. Right, competition routine. I can't remember it. Pineapple. So, IBC. Um, the, yeah, pineapples, yeah. So, Colin's signature drink was uh, pineapple chunks with a Chemex, basically, um, with some peppercorns and sugar, if you remember to put it in. Um, You're not really running glory here. It's really hard to sell something that I didn't like. Uh, but so, so, so basically the coffee that Colin used was the Brazil Inglaterra Canario, which has a real pineapple 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 hit to it. So that inspired getting lots of pineapples from Marks and Spencers and chopping them into it was kind of chunks, wasn't it? It was yeah, like chunks, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then half centimeter chunks. Into the bottom of the Chemex yes. with some pink peppercorns, which I love. Is that the Harmon Fold? Boom. I could show you. I'd like to show you a video on how to make a Chemex. Did I say Organo Ninja? I meant Organo Ninja. <laughs> um, 
So pink peppercorns in the bottom, uh, some sugar, if Colin remembered to add the sugar. This was a vital ingredient because it made it taste from really, really bitter to drinkable. And um, the coffee brewed in the Chemex. And then, did you sieved it, yeah? Yeah, we've got, um, we've got photographs we can put on. Okay, I'll put some photographs up now um, of Colin's said drink. And there is, there is a video, isn't there, that I put up for, I'll put a link to the video as well below from just a, a roundup of the competition and um, people's performances. Uh, second place was uh, Victoria Fitzhenry. Yes. Got the name right. Uh, Vicky is absolutely lovely and uh, it was Hello, a real Vicky. pleasure to get to know Vicky better uh, during that week and also during WBC as well where I spoke to her a few times. Where's your Jörg? No, they're not the... Um, is it these? No, no. Grab one off the shelf there. Um, so yeah, Vicky was amazing. Vicky came second the year before um, when Colin... Is that, is that it? Found my Jörg. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for just walking in front of the camera and made it look really professional. Um, I, I never came to professional. Victoria works for Butler's uh, Chocolate in Dublin and is their head barista trainer. She is. Um, and he's a really, really talented barista. I think on the finals, the nerves seemed to really get to her. She seemed really quite nervous. Uh, otherwise, she would have blown Colin out of the park. Um, and <laughs> very well done to Vicky. And in third place, was the famous or infamous? Which one is it, famous or infamous? In. Infamous, Mr. David Walsh, who um, anybody who knows me and Colin will know Mr. Walsh because he's kind of in part of the team. Um, David decided he wanted to compete himself this year in the Irish ones and did a really, really good job with uh, Mr. Wendell Bow's coffee. What with the coffee game, is it Kenyan? I can't remember either. But really interesting. Very David, the coffee. Very kind of like, not what you would necessarily expect in competition, but did a great job of it. Um, I wish he'd played his original soundtrack, though. Have you ever heard that one? That he was going to play. Yeah, he ended up playing Kraftwerk, which is basically a 15-minute drone. <laughs> kind of like Tampa Tantrum. Kind of like Tampa Tantrum, but like, you know, shortened to 15 minutes. And... Um, and um, yeah, David did really, really well. Uh, completely different David to what we expected, wasn't it? We were expecting some mad scientist. I think and what we got was a really rounded and competent barista that I did think a great it was job. one of the most uh, professional and kind of like just nailed performances. I was intrigued. It was like I, when I was watching it, I, it's a shame nobody has a video of it because I was. I, I was, do, I was, but I, I have the video, I, but no sound. <laughs> so I was watching it, and but like uh, I forgot it was a competition. I was just like listening to him talk about the coffee and and the milk thing was awesome, wasn't oh, it? Oh, he well? yeah, he got his he got milk from his granddad's farm. His dad drove it up every day, and it was raw and pasteurised, and that was really cool. Yeah, uh, it tasted really nice as well. Yeah, he was brilliant. Really, really impressed. He was. Um, kind of made a joke of our prof profession, really, because he just did it in the spare time. Stuck a spatiali in his kitchen and everything. Yeah, I know, I know. I wondered why he asked me for that fifty-three mil tamper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. Oh, I nearly fell into my cakes. Okay, how's it smell? Good. So we're going to brew coffee so it keeps us quiet, so you don't actually have to listen to us. So what else from uh, IBC? 
Um, what else can I talk about, Colin? You know, you, you know I'm horrible when I get left on the camera. It was good. The... Do you think it'll be at Twisted Pepper again? Do you think it'll be I'm in that kind of venue, or do you think it will go back to trade show? I think it'll, it's definitely going back to trade show next year. Right. And after that, there's like decisions again. But I'd like to see it not necessarily at Twisted Pepper, no. but definitely out of out of the box. I think it's definitely got potential to have a standalone event, like a pay-in fixture, uh, to have people come and, and have like a coffee expo, and that has. The British Championships and uh, demonstrations for other coffee professionals there at the same time. I think that's completely achievable. Yeah. And um, I think it'd be really good for the industry because at the moment, like people, I meet so many people that say, "Oh, British competition's cool. I've always wanted to see one. Where are they at?" And they're like, "Well," and people are like, "Hang on a second. Who says to you barista competitions are cool?" <laughs> people would like to go see them. They don't yeah. know where they're on. No, no, I'm, I'm making fun of our profession. Right. But, but no, I think it, it, I thought it was really interesting to do it that in a different way. Mm. And and hats off to the organising committee. Definitely, definitely. So, IBC done. What came next? WBC. WBC. I'm talking about it's fucking rubbish. <laughs> So the World Brist Championships this year, for I'm sure everybody in the world knows, was in London. That's still heating up. Is it? Yeah. You got it set too low. I'll fix it. Um, um, yeah, in London. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Really, really amazing. Well, so... Uh, Congratulations, Mike Phillips. <laughs> Our new uh, king and leader. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, it was amazing. I think the, the run-up to London was incredibly stressful. Um, I, I know that you completely changed your routine and signature drink, didn't you? And yeah. we completely rechanged the coffee again, which was, was, was awesome. Yeah, I think it had to do with those at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, no, no I think, I think you, you, staying with the same routine is kind of a bit, you know, I, well, I haven't progressed any, I think I'm good enough. It's hard to be excited about, or make people excited about what you're doing if you're not excited about yourself. Also, and after you've been doing something for two months, you kind of get bored of it. Also, pineapples weren't in season, were they? So. No, pineapples weren't in season. <laughs> Um, so the run-up to London, we ended up having uh, an apartment with Mr. Gordon and uh, the lovely Jess, and um, yeah, that was unusual, wasn't it? Kind of like a barista yeah, was, flat. Yeah, it was cool. It was nice being able to walk. But I think the, the, for me, the best thing was to be able to to leave and come back because it's very intense um, when you're there. I ended up just kind of hanging backstage most of the time because. Like it's great to see everybody all the time, but it's it's kind of like every three steps you have to start a new conversation, and and it's just it's very intense, and you're kind of like a lot of pressure on, and you're like ah. But I I'd never experienced that to the level that I think I did in in in, in London because yeah. every everybody kind of knew. I think from from Atlanta the year before, nobody really knew who who the the gentle giant was. You know, nobody kind of had I a... Know, I don't know what that means. Do you not? Central giant, what are you talking about? Oh, right. But nobody knew who you were, so I don't think the pressure was there so much. I don't think the expectation was there as much. But certainly this year, it felt like everybody had Colin down as one of the, one of the three that were going to win it. Um, I see what people came and told me. I don't know why, but... Uh, um, so, yeah, it was unusual for that. I know that... Um, James and Annette got really battered, didn't they, from people wanting their time and 
James just, well, you could find where he was because there was like a, a, a queue of Japanese people following him around the, 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 the show wherever <laughs> he went. Um, and that must have been a lot of pressure for them. Yeah. But also I noticed for like a lot of the other past champions that were there um, and also uh, kind of people that, I don't know, it seemed far more accessible to the public than Atlanta did. Yeah. Would you agree? I think um, the stage was amazing. When you're up there, it's kind of like, I just, I don't know, it's like when you're up there, it was just so much fun, you're just right in the centre, it just, everybody's... It was there. beautifully lit, I thought. I thought that was the one yeah. thing that really hit me about it, because, and I'll show some photos on the screen now of uh, the competition area, and, and I thought they did a really good job with that, a really, really good job. But yeah, it was really, really cool. There's, I think organise, organising the, the competition is a big task, but there was, the, the Olympia didn't really make it too easy for the <laughs> Like, we got kicked out straight after the competition. I never got to speak to any judges afterwards either. Yeah. But, um, no, it was really I, I, th I, I felt that from when they announced the finalists. Well. When they announced the finalists on the, the night, there was no chance to get your stuff together and, like, work out what you needed for the next day, was there? Uh, yeah. Because they just kicked us out. I mean, I got, I actually got pushed by one of the guards. So even though I was walking towards the door, he came behind me and pushed me. And he was very lucky not to get a punch. Um... That was me. <laughs> he did get quite a few choice words, and uh, yeah, I, we then because like the other one, we went on the the morning of the finals, and they wouldn't let me in, would they? They let you in, but they wouldn't let me in because it was too early. It was like, well, I'm meant to be tasting his shots, and, and it was. It, I thought the organisation of Cafe Culture was everything I expected. Mm. It was rubbish, and it did nothing to me as a show to en en enamour itself to me. Yeah. I, so besides. Um, Finishing placings or anything like that, what did you see from competitors that impressed you? Um, I felt it was the most friendliest competition I'd been to. And, and, and saying that, I've only been to three, so WBCs. I was in Bern in 2006, uh, where I felt it was the least accessible, it was the least friendly. People weren't really talking so much. Then Atlanta, where I felt it was, it, it was an improvement, but I don't... I don't think it was quite as much as, everybody was helping each other, you know, there was no, every, of course everybody wants to win, but there was no kind of like, well I'm, I'm not going to help you do that, or, you know, when it came to practice times, mm. most of the time it was very easy to get on back, you know, on the machines when it was your time, and some people were leaving the machines clean, and a lot more than I'd seen before, <laughs> although we but, did have Yeah, so but what competitors impressed you? Oh, what competitors impressed me? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're not answering my question at all. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying what I... Um, competitors, well, of course, you know, you can only be impressed by uh, Mike Phillips. You know, he was, he was amazing. Um, but then he was amazing in Atlanta. Uh, mm. I, was, I was not surprised by his amazingness. For me, I think the most, <coughs> the, the most impressive thing about what Mike did, and I, suppose, I think I said this, I might have said this in the last time, potentially, myself, was um, that... Uh, is that supposed to happen? No. Okay. Uh, the, um, is that... Like in some quarters, he was, I don't perhaps criticised for being too technical. Yeah. And what he did this year was come out and just do everything even more technical. And it was just like, it was amazing. It was just a, a show that was like completely Mike and uh, everything was his idea and just how he wanted to do it. And I think that's, that's the best way to do it. And if you're thinking of competing yourself, I think uh, it's very important 
to, to go up and do something that is a, a really strong representation of who you are as a person and what you like to do. And don't try to do an impression of what did well last year or who did well last year. Yeah, I think, I think, I think yeah, that's definitely something that I picked up from lots of people about Mike. That they felt that he, he, was, he was too geeky in, in, in Atlanta. And I don't think you can be too geeky if that's what you do, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, so no, I thought I thought he was great. I thought, um, of course, John Gordon because of a vested interest there, and, and also being a really cool yeah. mate. And John, well, like half a point, half a point from being in the top twelve. You do, where where can you lose half a point? Seriously, it's not even worth thinking about that. Like. No. <laughs> but uh, I think John did really well, and uh, it was really cool to to see his reaction after. He was just like you could be devastated and gutted that you didn't make top twelve. But he was like, right, Colin, what do we need to do to get you ready for tomorrow? Mm. And that was exactly what he did, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, him and Jess were just like, right, okay, everything's known to Colin. Yeah, and it's great. Then suddenly, like, well, they're, they're helping anyway, you know? Yeah. But I mean, like, it just... It just well, well, the day before, when John was on, we all went down together, didn't we? Mm. And we were all work. You were helping John set up for his performance. And then the next day when Colin was on, because it was really cool the way it worked out that you were on the two separate days. Yeah. Uh, it but meant a, a it big could thing help. about the competition is, is like getting to the finals. It's like, and you're not really thinking about winning all the time. You just want to get to the next round because you want to still be involved, you know. Yeah. And it's hugely disappointing if you don't get there. But um, I think particularly because that decision. I mean, with you, you'd made that decision that that was it. This was the last year competing. Yeah. That's what you were doing. So it yeah, was almost like if it stops now, it stopped too soon. Yeah. Um, it's like but there's another. There's all these parties and you can't get invited to the next one or something. It's, <coughs> yeah. Mm. But. Um, yeah, it was amazing to have them there. I think. I, I, I thought it was it was great times. It was good fun. Uh, I, I say the atmosphere was great. I thought the the, the quality of barista was sky high again. Yeah, um, scarily high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like even like people like Uda and Attila and like John like. So shocked to not see Attila in the. Didn't even make top twelve. Like no. and that just shows how good the competition's got. Yeah. <coughs> that people like Attila didn't make top twelve. Yeah. Just scary. Well, cool. Did you say Saren's drink? No, no, I heard all about it, but I never got to try it. Did you try it? Yeah. So, sorry, Saren Stiller, for those of you who don't know, he took um, uh, like, a, like an oak cask, it's like, like a trunk essentially, and filled it with an um, espresso and aged it in, in, in there for like two months or something. So it's like, you know, oak aged espresso. And it tasted like oak aged espresso. <laughs> That's what it tasted like. Mm. But like, uh, Oh, I don't know, I've had a lot of philosophical debates with people about this, but ultimately, it's like, it tastes like oak-aged espresso, the same way whiskey tastes like oak-aged whiskey. Yeah, and it's just, it's really interesting, tastes pretty good, and I don't know, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Very clever, a very brave idea as well. It's sort of thing you either have to you, you get it right or you fall. I think that's the thing with sig drinks, though, is that they either have to keep getting cleverer, or, because or, what else is it? All the obvious things, I guess, now have been done. So I, I mean, I guess we should tell people about your sick drink for, and the thinking behind it and why it kind of happened. Oh, I murdered that one. It's okay. It's the first one of the day, so it's okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, essentially the idea with the sick drink was to use water as an ingredient. So not to talk about extraction with water, but just, just water and how to water tastes and how that affects your perception of coffee. So what it did was, um, was to make... Uh, heat two very different waters, one hard alkaline water and one soft acidic water, and then mix them with espresso, filter them, and then present them to the judges 
uh, side by side and one of them would enhance floral fruity acidic notes and the other one would enhance chocolate earthy nutty notes and uh, it was amazing it was it was so much fun uh, it was a nightmare to come up with but then I think uh, looking back I think in all my competitions it's for me it's the thing I'm most proud of that I could pull this off because when I thought of the idea I thought in my head this could work and then actually getting to a stage where you could present something that had an actual like like there's chalk and cheese you know and it was just well I mean we took we, we, we I don't think after the competition and for a fair bit after until really like last night like the first time we've sat down and we talked about kind of you know what we thought from it and, and how it had gone and for me the sig drink was the best sig drink I've ever tasted because it, one it tasted a coffee which I think too many sig drinks don't um, but two it made me think about stuff and I suddenly started having questions in my head about okay so if this is so important here what effect is this having cupping what effect does this have in so many other applications of coffee Mm. Um, and I think it should be about stopping making you think, you know. And you, what you were saying about being a barista to what you, what your skills are and what you want to be, mm. uh, you've always struck me as somebody that has more questions than answers. You, you always have got forgetting everything, <laughs> but you're always questioning stuff. So you're always kind of saying, "What if? What if this happened? What if we did this? What if you know? Kind of, uh, yeah, why does this taste like this? Think, it does get really <laughs> annoying. Like, shut up and make the coffee. <laughs> but if you meant to put your personality out there on a, on a performance, then I think you did that. Well, that was the whole thing of like saying to the judges at the end, like a huge part of me had no idea why this was happening. I knew it was happening. And I thought it was interesting and I knew I needed to know a lot more about it. And that's kind of what I presented to the judges. Now, in my feedback on my sheets, which is actually something we're going to talk about now, I got, uh, it, it, it was ranging in kind of like, isn't this really interesting? That's uh, it's a great idea. Uh, this has begged so many questions too. You don't seem to know an awful lot about what you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't like. But and then because there's, like, there's enough. I think. But then how many, much do you know about chocolate? Finish, there's too many. There's too many people that go into barista competitions with with kind of uh, with compl uh, kind of just making statements, just like this is this because of this. And I'm like looking at them, go, do you really know that, or did you read it, or did your roaster tell you, or? And I think it's, a, it's more refreshing for us to ask questions about things and to be excited about it. Because when, the thing that really got it, because like when I gave it to you, you loved it, when, like to James and Gwillem and, and uh, Jordan and Jared Pete in the shop and Paul Stack and Dave and Carl and, and uh, Arthur Wayne as well. Hey, Arthur, thanks for coming down and judging all. But all these people were like, wow, this is amazing. We need to go do shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> And, uh, and that, for me, was the best thing. The people that were really into their craft decided that, like, you know, this is something we should pursue. And that was what was exciting. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going back to the bit about knowing, you, knowing about your subject and stuff, you've got what, one minute. Tell me all about pineapple production. Yeah. I know they make a lot of them in, in, um, in Hawaii. Yeah. And uh, they, they grow, the sprouts come out of the ground. Did you read down the book? No, I was in Hawaii. Oh, I lived there for three months. A lot of Kona. Not in Kona, no, in, in uh, Oahu. Um, but, but it's exactly that. You, you, how many people get up and do stuff they don't know anything about, exactly. but also don't really want to find anything about? They're just doing it because they've got to do a presentation. Yeah. What you were presenting was something that was a genuine question in your head about how this right. tasted. And that's, as I say, competition should be about your personality. A great one is, is John Gordon, you know, when in, his, in his UK one, when he went up, the year before, he got slammed for using a coffee that was him. Mm. It was exactly his personality. Got really slated for it. Didn't get anywhere. 
he, the natural reaction from that would be, OK, I'm competing again. Maybe I need to do this differently. But he didn't. He stayed true to exactly what he was, what he wanted in the cup. And, and that eventually made him win through. Mm. So I think that that's a, a validation of, of, of following the coffees and the ideas that you want more than what you think judges want. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Um, but yeah, it was an awful lot of fun. I think, uh, yeah, I'll miss it. Like, the, I was saying to you last night, remember, leaving down the second, or the third and fourth cappuccinos, and just turning to go make the espressos and looking up at the crowd, and everybody just on their feet cheering, and it's like you see your friends and your family there, and people that you only half know through the internet, and they're just cheering at you, and you're like, this is the WBC finals and there's hairs in the back of your neck going and Mr. Blue Sky kicks in and you're just like I don't want to be anywhere else in the whole world right now Yeah, and that's I'm going to miss that feeling but I think that's that's one bit I'll, I'll, just, I'll always have that in the back of my mind I'll never forget it but it's time to move on yeah no no I think so I, I think I, I agree I remember I remember watching the last in fact I, I haven't told you this yet but that, that for me that's the, the only performance I think I've ever enjoyed that you did Really? Not not because not, not because I thought your other performances were bad, but all the others it's I felt like silver so and I, I felt like a nervous wreck in every single one, apart from that one. Yeah. I actually didn't feel nervous anymore. Yeah. It was like actually it's fine, you know. This is it now. It's it's kind of done. It's a chapter that is going to close, and that's cool. You know, yeah, it's, it's nice to bear out without any regrets. You know. Well, I mean, that's something else we were talking about last night. For me, I always felt in Atlanta you could have kind of done things a little bit differently. Yeah, but like, you, know, um, you know, like with the button. That, yeah. that one sticks in my mind where you press the button off, but it came back on. Yeah. And I'm like, no! <laughs> um, and I always thought, well, did that have, because it was so early in the performance, did that have negative connotations in the scores going on from there? Yeah. And I know it shouldn't, but I think it's human nature to think, okay, well, there was a mistake there. Yeah, yeah. And I always think, could, could it have been done differently? Whereas, London this year, I kind of wouldn't have changed any part of the performance, not even down to words said at different times. Mm. And I know in the last one, you got every single point across that you'd been talking about for the whole week. And that was like, fantastic. Can't yeah. do any more than do that one. So, yeah. I, th I thought he was, we were again talking about this yesterday, but score sheets I thought was really interesting, where you said you'd got on your sick drink, you'd got like such a different... Yeah, so the, the score is on my score sheet. We, we discussed that this was either going to... This is how it's going to completely just fly, that everybody would just, you know, get it. Or else it would just fall flat on its arse. And uh, what kind of happened in the first two rounds was that people really got There was a lot of fives. I think fives had maybe a six in there too, I'm not sure. Wow. I can't remember. It was pretty high scores. I'm not sure if it's six, but it was definitely fives anyway. Generally kind of like really good feedback. And uh, I got, the biggest thing I was worried about was that people thought I was just being a coffee snob. And I was just doing it because, like, oh, look at me, I'm making a cigarette drink and it only has water. What do you think of that? Bam. And it was like, no, it's like it's actually this is water is an ingredient that's interesting yeah, and that's fun. And um they uh I lost my train of thought now. But the You were saying that you you didn't want to be just the water boy and as if you're a coffee snob up there doing what you're doing and you were talking about the scores that you got. Oh the scores, yeah. So but what I did, in the final now what, what we kinda of talked about this is that if I got to the final with it, then that was it, it was validated. Yeah. I think that was the word. If, if you've gone through all of those stages, they can't possibly tell you it's not right now because it's pretty weird to go up with a drink with, with just water. And so I thought like it just wouldn't be allowed to some extent. Like, we debated long and hard. We read over the, the score sheets so many times and said like, is there anything here that's going to disqualify me or, or not let me score highly or something? But then in the final, I got a, I got two and a half from one judge and uh, like five from another one. 
We see for me, it begs an awful lot of questions, and I don't want to seem bitter about this. <laughs> I could have deserved to win, of course. Okay, yeah. uh, and uh, I think fourth is is a huge accomplishment. I'm really happy with it, but um, I think uh, it begs an awful lot of questions that if just not not for the judges personally, head but for judge. the, um, but like not, not what's not, the head judge doing though? I mean, you can't have scores that wide apart. As, as, as no, but the point I'm judge. making is that like uh, you have to look look at their scores as from a systemic point of view. That if judges are scoring such wildly different scores, then there's something wrong with the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit, but I like not to seem bitter. Like seriously, it's very important for you to say that. It's very hard to complain about these things. Not complain, but to bring these topics up without seeming like you're bitter. Yeah. I but, think I think the other thing as well, though, is that drink was so hard to mess up. It's virtually impossible. Oh, by design, it was exactly the same yeah. all the time. Yeah. So it couldn't it couldn't be messed up. So to go from six to two. That you're quite right, there's something wrong with the scoring, but also is, I think there's a job of the head judge there to kind of explore why that two is being given as a I two. Think it, no, it wasn't. Or why that six is being given as a six. I think the, the head judge the head judge gave me a two, or two and a half or something. Oh, no, anyway, yeah. So the point Crisis. of all this is, is that um, I had an interesting conversation with some people about, about publishing score sheets, and I thought, like, when I was training, Stephen Morrissey was, very, was kind enough to sh- talk me through his score sheets and show me his video at the same time, which is hugely beneficial. Um, at the time, I thought you know he was just showing off, but yeah. no. But it was it was hugely yeah. beneficial, and I was thinking like this is this is really interesting, and it helped me kind of get an understanding about where these points came from. It just solidified everything. It was mm-hmm. that link that I was missing, and uh, so I'm I don't want I'm thinking I'm I'm very seriously considering. Um, I have to put a blog post up that words it correctly, but but publishing my score sheets and inviting other bursts to do the same. I think it'd be brilliant. I really do. I think it's. Uh, I, I know that I. Certainly from your score sheets and, and John Gordon's score sheets, and I've said this before in one of these, that I found the most useful thing I've ever got as a roaster was getting feedback from uh, the judge who was judging the coffee from the barista, you know? Yeah. Because as a roaster, you never get that kind of insight. And all of a sudden, I was kind of like, right, okay, I, I, I see what the problem is here. And, you know, and it did make me go away and it made me change what I did. Now, hopefully you, you putting your score sheets out there will have a similar effect to what that did to me, kind of getting to see score sheets and because you know, I've, I've always had access to yours and, and John's always been kind enough to share his with me. And it, it just helps. You kind of get this insight where you kind of go, right, okay. Uh, you may not necessarily agree or you know agree with all of it, yeah. but at least you know but where they were coming no point from. With complaining it. about it, like, no. I, I think, right, it's done. It's, I it's no, happened. I have no time for people that complained about where they finished in the rest of competitions because it's just it's part of the game. The game is the yeah. game. You know, it's it's like it's like a game of football. You know, sometimes people handball and get away with it. Henri, you bastard! I'm gonna get you. <laughs> you ruined my summer. But besides that, um, I don't think you had a great summer though. I don't care about France. <laughs> Do you not care about them? No. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the football yesterday. No! We went to see Liverpool. You're gone! No! <laughs> we went to see no! Liverpool football place on the say It was two walls, so neither of us were too miserable. But they, uh, they were singing. The fans obviously don't like the American chairmans, and uh, they were singing, You don't care about football, you don't care about fans. And Steve said, <laughs> They were saying, You don't care about football, you don't care about France. And he said, I go, Why don't we care about France? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite indifferent about France. I don't have issues with it. <laughs> but yeah, you, you care about France because oh, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm completely self-proclaimed francophile. <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting. 
Yeah. So, so yeah, so wrapping up WBC was great fun. Was lovely to meet lots of people who watched Tampa Tantrum. Yeah. Um, I, I finished in the most credible position. Yes. Mm? Fourth. Fourth is Green's yeah. credibility. Well, I thought fifth was actually a better no, place to finish. No. Four. Do you not think five? Screen's credibility. It's like you got the guys on the podium and then you got the other guy at the side just saying, you know, I'm good enough, I'm here, you know, I'm in the same sort of league, but you know, I'm just at my craft. <laughs> this is better as it calls. Speaking of craft. Craft. You just mentioned Barney's video. Oh, the craft. The craft by Timothy yes. Barney. Are you going to do a ding? It's weird, I feel like, I'm, I'm, like he's my best friend and I've only met him once for about 20 seconds. He is, he is a legend. So, yeah, background on this link here. Um, Mr. Actually, yeah, if you're watching this, pause it now, open up a new window and go watch it and come back to us. They won't come back. They'll be gone. They'll be gone. Um, so, Nordic Barista Cup this year, uh, at the final gala dinner, uh, there's a big screen at the front, and we think, okay, what's the screen there for? And... Um, Mr. Wendelbow and Mr. Varney get up and they say, we've got a video that we'd like to present to you. We hope you enjoy it. And this is what they, they showed, the link that we've got somewhere around here. And uh, the funniest coffee video I think I've ever seen in my life. Yep. They make me sick with envy. And they make something so beautiful and so good. Um, very, very funny. That would be an interesting blog post. Top 10 coffee videos. I would have to be up there. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, 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 no, definitely. I think it's hilarious. Really hit a moment. What were your uh, other, other favourite coffee videos? They're all mine. I like the one, all the, the ones with me. The one that uh, Marcy did for Intelligentsia, where the, the, you the know, dancing the, one with the lights. No, the one oh. the, uh, the Colombian military are standing there and they're like, Chemex! <laughs> and the Chemex video starts. <laughs> It's brilliant, I love that. And then the ones in Teddy did in the back and white, they're so cool. Yeah. Now, I, I really like um, the Dave one with Mike Phillips uh, in the training room with oh, Charles. I love it. I just love it. Uh, and, and David's, um, I love the back part, of back part of glory. That, for me, I, in fact, I actually think it's, it's, it's very the close The one he did at the IBC in 2009. Seriously? Yes. One? You're the best. Yeah. That's in reference to me. Yes, I know. Yeah, how misguided was he? Um, we should actually do a top. We should do a top ten on one of the. We'll do it for the next Tampa Tantrum. We'll do a, a top ten yeah. with uh, all the music and top ten rundown of our favourite videos. Yeah. So anybody, anybody's got any submissions or ideas? Email us with them and or Twitter if you, or if so. You want to, I was going to say if you have any home videos, send them in. No, we don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, 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 it's best no. we don't. I've recently gotten engaged, I'll get a lot of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you've got anyone that you think we should look at to consider in our top ten, then please email us with yeah. them. And Do you think I'll get, I'll get like all edgy and risque and say a controversial thing and they don't have to compete anymore? Yeah, yeah. Like poo and pants and... James Hoffman can go flip himself. <gasps> he can't though, I love you, James. <laughs> um, what about the old man on the boat? <laughs> <laughs> and Klaus, she's hot. I met Klaus in, uh, in London for the first time. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And he's a really nice guy. He's really odd, you know, when you're chatting to people, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know you. <laughs> but I've been watching you. Yeah. I've heard all about you. <laughs> I like it when you wear red. <laughs> um, but yeah, so much fun. The screen's dead. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. all good. Uh, but yeah, London was brilliant. Um, it was brilliant fun. I, I had the most 
fun. Gonna miss it. I'm gonna look. I've never. I watched. actually no. That's a lie. I didn't have the most. Why am I saying that? I didn't have fun. It was good. Now I look back at the time. I didn't think it was fun. I'm sure I will look back in years to come as as great fun. I still don't think it was as good much fun as Atlanta though, because that was like nobody knew us. <laughs> we were undercover. Yeah. Um, that was that was cool. Um. So yeah, I think we should move on from WBC and finish. No. <laughs> Finish competition toke for now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching competitions. So well, you're going to you're kind of taking on a slightly different role as well, aren't you? That you're going to be. Yeah, uh, I'm going to um, train a man. I'm going to dance. Yeah, no, I'm not going to dance. I'm going to yeah. Well, you know, some of the guys in the shop are, are competing, mm-hmm. so they uh, might do a bit of judging and helping out or something. I don't know. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm gonna heady days. Be interested to see how that goes. Yeah. Which leads us quite nicely on to three FE. Past, present, and future. Yes. So, kind of me and Colin have worked together for, it's beautiful, um, 18 months, kind of now, and... It's been, oh, it's been longer than that, though, hasn't it? No, no, no it's only Feb- February, the, it was the end of February when we, when we, we first came across. It said, Dear Steve, James and Ned won't answer my emails, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh... oh. Many a true word. Um, <laughs> so no, we, we kind of started working together, kind of became really good mates on the back of it, I think. And then competition has always been that thread, the, the reason that we've kind of kept into it, you know, otherwise we really don't like each other. Yeah. And um, competition coming to the end was kind of like, oh, but we've had some plans for a little while. Before the end of competition, we, we discussed, and we kind of in IBC and... Mm where we were going to go kind of next. I think a big part of the... I think anyone that comes to 3FE realises that 3FE is just as much about Steve Layton as it is about Colin Harmon. Well, I think that's very kind, but I think it's always been about us working together to get the shop to where it was sustainable. Because it was such an unusual and unique business plan. It was not something... It's not like opening a shop, is it? Yeah. You know, what you did was very different and it took a long time to... It's cool now. You know, you come oh, back and see I know, it. I know it's cool. I was there... It's great because every time people come back... A month ago? A little... It come, it's, it's weird, actually. I know, like, I'm sorry I'm interrupting all, so but it's, okay. it's... It's the tamper tantrum way. Mm. They, um, it's been great because we get visitors from all over the world that come to Dublin and want to visit us and... Uh, and get coffee geeks and all sorts of models around come and see us and stuff. And that's been like a huge boost. But at the same time, it's kind of like, we're just building it up slowly. And it's kind of, we didn't have a huge amount of money to throw at it. So we just ha- kind of have to like bootstrap as much as possible and to keep the focus on quality, you know? And that's, it gets better every week. And to see people coming back every week and going, oh, that's better. Or yeah, I'm not. And well, I think that's, that's, that's why it was a, a real team approach to making sure that it kind of took off and got to where it was going. I think yeah. we've always worked very closely on that one. And I've always felt like, you know, I kind of felt like 3FE was always kind of like our joint project to make mm. it happen. It was kind of like the other project along with the competition project. Yeah, because I was going to have to leave Dublin at one stage because I, I didn't have a job and there was nothing I wanted to do. And it was like, I remember I was very close to moving to Bergen. Yeah. And I was kind of like thinking, oh, I could bring Rasmus and ask him for a job or something and they um but well you were living out of a suitcase for a lot of it weren't you where you were working with, with you know, Joe with, at Ristretto and, yeah. and uh, which is great like I, I love yeah. Joe and all but I mean it's, it is difficult but I think uh, like it was in a way it was kind of a stopgap to between competitions to get me behind a machine 
Yeah. And just to, to even have a dry run at owning a business. Huh? But it's kind of... Well, it was, like, it was like opening a business with very little risk. Because mm. basically, you could close the doors tomorrow if it didn't work. And yeah, you've got a bit of wood and a bit of, of a machine, but you know, mm. you could use that elsewhere. Um, so that's kind of been developing really nicely. But I think you've always... You kind of look... Um, and we both looked at Dublin and kind of went, where's the great coffee? Mm. You know, there's some good coffee. And I, I've said this a lot before about Dublin, and I think the, 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 the base that it comes from is much higher than the base in the UK. I think the base of coffee, the, the, the actual quality of what's available in that entry level is much better than the UK entry level. But I think the upper level, there's nobody that's really grabbed it and run with it and done a, a really good job with it. Um, and I know that's been a, a frustration. And people kind of come into the shop talking to you about, you know, where can I get great coffee from? And we threw a few ideas around and we have potentially having a has-been island and kind of doing what we do there and, and all the other things, but that didn't really seem to fit. Let's get into that, that, that discussion about what you like doing and what I like doing. Exactly, exactly. And knowing your skill sets and knowing what you're good at. Knowing what you hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we are announcing, I guess. Very long-windedly. Very long-windedly. If anybody's still with us, um, that I'm... Boom! <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually know. So basically, me and Colin are 50 50 owners of the 3FE business stroke brand yeah. stroke entity. So, yeah, I think to put it simply, we're going to keep running the shop in the, in, in the Twisted Pepper. Yep. We will begin to um, supply cafes in Dublin with coffee. And we already have yes. two we're that we supply in Murphy's. And then hopefully one in the pipeline. Be great, um, and, uh, and and supply training and stuff, and then hopefully, like down the line, like it'll be tricky to start, but have a kind of a, a very I don't know, distinct identity for three FE and what three FE is about, and then maybe maybe even if we're successful, we'll open up a roastery. I think that's definitely for me is the the medium term goal is yeah. to get that in place. I think we've got lots of other things we've discussed we want to achieve, so we want to have another shop there where it's yeah. kind of a more traditional style shop. I think. 3FE as a model is amazing, and I think there's lots that can be learned from other people from that mm. as a way of uh, getting getting going with having your own shop, and I think lots can be learned from it. Yeah. So much dead space. You walk around any city, mm. and there's so much dead space that's only used at certain times of the day. Mm. You know, you can you just got to take advantage of those. Yeah, it's good to have good people. Trevor's very interesting. We've got to get him on a tamper tantrum someday. He's Definitely. I mean, Trevor's kind of been very much a visionary for, for making it happen, which mm. I think is it, it's, it, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the roastery, for the time being, we're going to roast and, and kind of move into as a, a central hub and, and distribute mm. from. But Focus but on Sumatra Nattles. <laughs> but ultimately, I think Sumatras. it's about... Um, it's about getting a roastery in Ireland and kind of yeah, and making you know. making nice coffee for people. And like, yes. I think ultimately it came down to Steve doesn't really like the idea of running shops, and I don't really like the idea of working on the internet. And it's like, right, I'll do this. I'll do the on-street stuff and you do the online stuff. And it's like, there you go. So we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Exciting times. Exciting. And I own half a coffee shop. Yeah, you do. You can say things like, oh yeah, I've been in my, in my shop there. Yeah, it? yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Can I? I'm gonna work a shift in my shop. Yeah. Which basically means we're sitting down drinking coffee. Yeah, indeed. So no, all good times. So I think it's an interesting future ahead. I think it's going to be uh, challenging but good fun. Yes, we High like five partner. <laughs> uh, can't catch me out again. No, not again. What else? 
Um, do you want espresso? Um, can do it. I'll make espresso. Ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why did you say we should shop really? Do that. So, what else is on the agenda? Um, uh, NBC, I guess. Um, interesting times with us with buying the uh, part of the Brazil, my Brazil trip, I bought some coffee for 3FE as well. Fun, you haven't tasted it yet, but lots of tasty, tasty coffee. Um, no, I don't, um, NBC, uh, Nordic Barista and Rose. Yes, so um, last week uh, was, uh, I don't know how many of those have been, I'm going to make up a number, the 18th annual Nordic Barista Cup. Um, and uh, this Steve, is about six. Six, yeah. I think, yeah. Steve was over there last week uh, for that, and uh, I sat at home bitching about them uh, on Twitter because yeah. I wasn't there. Uh, yeah. And it looks an amazing thing. Oh! We tell them about our plan. Which plan? The live. Oh! What? The live thing. Yeah, we can do, yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's kind of inspired a little bit from NBC. Yeah, so like, I think the. The trade show thing is something that bugs me a lot, and it's kind of like, I'd love to be able to go somewhere and learn about coffee, or to hear about coffee, and to meet fellow coffee professionals, and to get drunk with them. And uh, they, we have this idea that, well, like, it would be good to kind of um, have an event like that. So what we're going to do is, uh, it's just very much in the planning stages, as in, we talked about it over pints. But <laughs> what we're going to do Where is... Where all the best decisions are made. Oh, yes. Um, we're going to essentially have an event. Um, Kind of uh, at the moment calls Tamper Time Tamper Tantrum Live. Um, it's not the greatest pull in the world, but uh, and they you get spoons. Uh, essentially, invite people to do a talk. So what we're thinking of is something along the lines of what like TED is. If you've ever seen TED.com, so uh, what we'll do is record it, stream it on li live on, on the internet, and have a resource for people to go view these talks. So have very random topics for people to discuss but uh, hopefully be really good so there's a lot of people that love to get involved yeah now we kind of we drew up a wish list didn't we last night and what are um, we uh jailbreak Ding. <laughs> another product placement well done um it's a bit cool actually it tastes cool slightly cold mm. um so yeah, we drew up a wish list of people we'd really like to come along and do, people we'd like to listen to, and really I think this all stems down to we just want to kind of listen to people say, intelligent people say stuff, and then we can kind of benefit on the back of it, because we can kind of listen to them as well. Yeah. Um, talking about doing it, the first one in Dublin, just for logistical reasons, because one, we've got a venue, and it's free. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Thanks, Trev. Trev. Uh, and... Um, also, it kind of gives us a little bit of a comfort zone, doesn't it, to be able to do it in. Yeah. But yeah, you, you may be one of the few that received that lucky email this week. Or phone call. Or phone call, um, begging you to come and do something for us. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that is going to be a completely different level for, for kind of uh, coffee education. Yeah. It's nice to be able to have something that, like... Because like, there's so many messages that you want to get across in competition, but it's, you're just restricted by what you can do because you have to make coffee as well. Can we have a timer that they start and at the end they have to go, time! Yeah, I yeah. think we could do that actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do that, that would be nice. Have a big dirty clock. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome judges. Yeah. Today I'm going to serve you. Um, so now I, th I, think, I think 
that, that I love Ted. I mean, I've watched loads of those videos on there. Some of them are not so relevant. Some of them are super relevant. Mm. Um, what are your favourite ones? Uh, I really like the Jamie Oliver one. Yeah. I, I, I think, I Some think of he, Seth Godin's ones are pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah. I, you see, I, I kind of, I, I, I read his stuff before I saw him, so I kind of, I, I view him slightly differently. I wish I'd seen him before I'd read his books. Who? Seth Godin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I, I can't warm to him as much after I'd read his books. Which ones did you read? Um, uh, the the cow, the purple cow. Yeah, purple cow, and um, all marketers are liars. Yeah, and it's something myth as well. I can't remember. I've got, I've got a whole heap of them. Mm. Um, on the back of Mr. Hoffman's recommendation, actually. Yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, interesting, challenging, but I didn't don't necessarily. Oh, like the, the Gary Vaynerchuk ones are interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got a new one coming out soon as well. There's the line he said that uh, find something that you love doing and do that. You can lose just as much money doing something you hate. <laughs> <laughs> like that's brilliant. That's I, 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 losing money when I heard a really good joke the other day. How'd you make a small fortune in coffee? Take your dad's large fortune and give it twenty years. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's an in joke. Some people will know who that's aimed at. <laughs> See, if we can get dead controversial now, we can be horrible. I, I just don't think who you're talking about. Yeah, no, don't. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Tampa Tantrum Live, um, dates to be announced, line-up to be announced, um, but if we get plenty of notice, we should be able to get a cheap Ryanair flight from anywhere in Europe into Dublin. Hopefully. And Colin will come and pick you up in his car. He will not. <laughs> All right, then we'll pay for your flyer down. Yeah, no, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. I'm really looking forward to that. I think so. I think it's going to be brilliant. I think yeah, it'll be I really think exciting. It started off simply and, and it could become a monster. And we can make so much fucking money off it. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I'm going to have to put explicit now on, when, I, when I upload it to Seriously, iTunes because you've said post cuss words all day. Post don't even see fucking Colin. But yeah, no, it should be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, I'm really excited by it. I mean, it's all Colin's idea, to be fair, and I'm just going to piggyback on the back of it. But um, and if it goes wrong, it's all his fault. But if it works out well, it was a joint idea. Cool. Win-win. <laughs> Win-win. Everyone's winning. Um, <laughs> so now I think that's that's good. Uh, anything else that we need to do, or should we keep this one relatively short? Yeah, will we? Because just because we're winning, yeah. We, we we'll up. keep this one relatively short, and then next time we may do a long one again. Yeah. We, we, we kind of talked yesterday, should we do one? And we hadn't really got an agenda together and we hadn't really... We actually normally plan. You, you, I know you'll find it really hard to believe, but for like a couple of days before, we normally talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And because there's so much to talk about since the last one, there's so many... Because we normally talk about trips we've been on and like, you've been to Italy a lot, haven't you? And yeah. I've been Bolivia and Brazil and uh, Oslo drops. and... Yeah, trip drops. But you know, it didn't seem right talking about those because they're so in the past. But from now on, we'll kind of be a bit more focused. Ooh, yeah. Back, back on track. Yep, I think so. Nice to be back. Cool. Oh! Right, thank you for joining us again. Yep. And uh, we're very sorry for the long delay. Uh, and um, we'll see you soon. Did I press record? Oh, God. Done. Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never.
Why? 